This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. It's a gorgeous morning here high atop Green Tree Hill because I'm joined by my compadre, the one and only, the large, the massive Max Starks. Hello, Max. How are you doing? You're in the studio today. I know. I'm back in the studio again, Wolf, and you know it's exactly how I remembered it. So it's four walls, a lot of gray. Um, but no, it, awkward it's pictures yeah, awkward of all pi- the sports guys. Like who cares? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm looking at Bert this early in the morning. That's a scary sight. <laughs> Dr. Evil himself. Yes, of course. Yes. So it, when we left the stadium 10 hours ago, yeah, exactly. <laughs> roughly thereabouts, um, you know, I, it, the fallout overnight, you just kind of seen how this thing all played out. And when I first woke up, all I can think of was, was number one, thank goodness the Steelers won, and yes. number two, thank goodness I'm not Cassius Marsh because yeah, Cassius, poor Cassius is all over everywhere, and uh, people are uh, verbalizing a lot of stuff his way. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, and that's what I think kind of the microcosm is when you look at that game. It was ugly. There was not there were there was su- there were some great highlights, but there was also a lot of lowlights. I mean, when you think of the penalties that were incurred. I mean, how many times can you line up offsides in one drive if you're wow. the Bears defense? If you're Robert Quinn. Yeah, if you're Robert Quinn, you feel just as bad as Cassius Marsh because you cost your team just as many yards. How many <laughs> times did – yeah, well, at least two or three. 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 Three offsides. Three Think about that. You know, just get on sides. <laughs> how about you just line up where you think the ball is? Take a step back from there. Because obviously your vision is not as great okay. as you think it okay, is. Okay, no, wait a minute. I, full disclosure, I have to just I have to come up with my own life experience, okay? Okay. Playing the New York Jets, the great Marty Lions. And yeah. one of the things you know, you want to, if you're a guard, you want to jump set some of those guys, make yeah. it a phone booth fight, close quarter combat, that sort of thing. So on a third and 12, third and 15, something like that, I got called for being offsides, lining up offsides. And when I came to the sidelines, Coach Noel was absolutely, apoplectic and as he's looking at me he says what were you thinking you're right next to mike webster with the ball how can you be offsides and all i could think of was um any answer that i give you chuck is not going to be <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah. going to be acceptable it's not gonna be justifiable. i'm just going to be sitting there going mm-hmm, yeah i'm an idiot uh, yeah. uh, and i was so i understand so that's my own full disclosure but, but once again as an offensive lineman how many times did you do that uh, I believe that was one. Okay. Yeah. He did it three times in the same game. <laughs> Good point by Two you. Two times in the same drive. See, I'm m- more mentally acute than yeah, was exactly. Robert Quinn. Exactly. See, so you have some solace there. <laughs> I learn from my mistake. Good point. I do it once. I don't do it twice. He did it three times. And that cost your team as well. You know, I think that's kind of where we lose. They had 12 penalties for over 100 yards. It's unbelievable. That's unfathomable. That's the most yards they've had in a game penalized. And guess what? They've lost every game that they've had over 100 yards of penalties. But they continually did it. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I messed up once or "Ah, I jumped the snap count, right? No, you lined up. That means you stood still in that spot feeling like you were good. And then after the first time, you didn't go, 
Hey, let me check with the ref. A- am I good? You know, heck, wide receivers do it all the time. Am I off the line? Right. Am I on the line? You know, hey, 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 let me know. Give me a warning. Cause you and you also have to assume he got a warning at some point. You know, because But it, it fell on deaf ears, apparently. Apparently so. Apparently Robert <laughs> Quinn is not good with verbal language and any sign language. I don't know. But I mean, I but when you look at I mean, that's just and of course. He's trying to take advantage of a rookie, right? And Dan Moore. You're Absolutely. Trying, you're trying to get in his head, which he did get in his head, right? right? At, at certain points. But it was just one of those things where you're just like, don't blame this just on Cassius. Like, yes, Cassius, it was the worst time for that to happen. But a lot of you guys did things along the way. How about the PI to to uh to Deontay Washington? Oh, yeah. Right? I'm like, yes, did you did you save a touchdown? Maybe, maybe not. But wait a minute, Deontay in. Johnson or Deontay? Who's Deontay Washington? No, I said, sorry, Deontay Johnson. Okay. I was I thinking just, James Washington and Deontay okay. Johnson. You're putting them together. Became, was, became Deontay Washington. Right. I, I wanted to make yeah. sure that I was not, uh, you know, yeah. it was what, not a crushed synapse that was misfiring. Once there. again, we, we're working off of less than a full night's sleep right Amen. now. So, so yes, so Deontay Washington is Deontay Johnson. Yes, okay. And James Johnson will be James Washington. Okay. We got it. Okay. Okay, now I'm totally confused. I'm <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. Exactly. <laughs> But, yeah, and the ninjas are laughing, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know." But, but that pi, right? That changes the field. That's a that's a thirty plus yard penalty. There's no question that's about it. Another opportunity where if you're Chicago, you look at that the hidden yardage. That's another opportunity where it shouldn't have come down to Cassius Marsh making whatever happened happen. Right. But I think that so when we look at that, the Steelers were clean enough not to hurt themselves. Exactly so. Now, there's a lot of belly aching, I'm sure, going on yeah. in the Windy City where everybody's saying, oh, Gad Zooks, look at I mean, you got, what, 12 penalties to, to five. And so yeah. there's going to be a lot of that. But you know how it goes. You know, there are those self-inflicted wounds that you have each and every game, and sometimes it gets out of control. And to me, that's what – there was There was definitely a lack of discipline. When you talk about, okay, taunting and three offsides to one guy who was warned – I don't know how much how much more do you warn a guy? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it's like, um, stay on sides. Yeah, stay on sides. There's a line stay here. Stay on sides. Look at the ball and then take a step back. If your foot is equal with the ball, you're off sides. <laughs> you, you just might be off sides. Just saying that's that that is your neutral zone and you are infracting upon it. Right. That's why it's a neutral zone infraction. Right. It's not encroachment. You you didn't jump the snap. You were in, you were lined up in the wrong place. You know, I think that's kind of – and then also when we look at it, here's the other thing. Chicago fans, you can cry all you want. Cry me a river. <laughs> I was like, I played in a time where when we did things legally, we did them too hard and got penalties. Yeah. So I lived through those days where, you know, FedEx envelopes were just delivered to our team locker room on a weekly basis. And we got – When did they come in? Was that Wednesday or Thursday? No, it came, it came in came in on Mondays. Oh, Monday, that quick. It came next day. FedEx priority. Oh, yeah, it was in the little envelope <laughs> and everything. It was stacked at the front desk when you walked in. So, Ty, our director of first impressions. You right, director of first impressions, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, because he never wanted to be called a secretary. Right. But you answer phones. And you take notes and you deliver That's true. No, he wasn't he like that. He was a burly yeah. dude. He was a yeah. big guy. You know, I yeah. ain't no secretary. Exactly. exactly. Director of first yeah. impressions. Director of first impressions, Ty. And That's so, great. And just, he, hey, pass him out. Or if a guy's missed it, then it'd be sitting on their chair. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you wanted uh, to avoid what the inevitable. It's already taken out of your check. So this is just simply a receipt at that point. <laughs> the first, The first fine I ever had 
was for my white socks being too high, $50. Too high? Too high. They were pulled up too high. It was, it was covering too much of the black part of the sock because I was wearing two pairs of socks, you know, one that was black, one white. And yeah. uh, they told me I got fined 50 bucks for my white socks being pulled too high. You know, it's like fourth and one. And, gee, that white sock on my left foot looks eh, – my left leg looks looks a little high there. I better be careful. I better push them down a little because, you know, I might get yeah. – oh, come on. And are th- you kidding me? And think about this. And now it's to the point where guys are showing too much black on their sock, right? Because, you know, we have the two-tone sock. Right. So guys would double up to make the jer- the, like the uniform, you know, look a little more swaggy. You know, okay. Um, or lit. I don't, I don't even know what the kids use these days. Yeah, uh, really. One of those words. Uh, but they would have too much black. Like the DBs would always get hit for it, you know. <laughs> Edmund Nelson would come by. Hey, hey, hey! Too much black showing. <laughs> hey, hey! Pull those socks up. Pull your jersey. Tuck your jersey in. You know that type of. Now it now it's like they they just don't care. You can wear a million different things. You can go all black, no black, all white, no white. I mean, but that's just funny how that is because I remember mine, which obviously right. we're adjusting for inflation. Uh, $2,500 oh. for my jersey being untucked on the sideline oh. when I was out of a preseason game. Oh, does that hurt? That hurts. Talk about talk about just the most ridiculous blow to your e- – like, I'm not in the game. Why is a camera on me on the sidelines to film and then I get judged for it by New York for having my jersey untucked when I'm out of the game? I'm out the game. I, I laughed. Declared. I laughed because you know, um, when I was drafted, I made thirty-seven-five my first year. Yeah. <laughs> See, so yeah. I'm sitting there laughing. Going, you'd paid more in taxes than I made. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm like, are you kidding me on this? So I mean, so you look at those, and you just like, but I remember, you know, I remember James Harrison. I mean, James right? was oh. hit all the time. RC was hit all the time. Joey Porter. I mean. Everybody, you know, you just remember that's that true. time. I forgot about like, that. It was like, man, it was like a three-year span where we just we got hit with everything and the penalties that came with that, right? Right. Unnecessary roughness, blah blah blah. Roughing the passer. I'm like, the guy is going towards the line of scrimmage. He's no longer a passer. Like he loses the protection of the pocket. Why are you doing that? Right. You know, I mean, why are you giving this credence at this point? So, so when we, so when I hear that. The letter of the law for taunting, which you had it. Do, can you read that? From yes. Joy oh, yeah. I, oh, let, yes. <clears throat> excuse me. Let me get my uh, Masterpiece here. Theater voice on here. Okay. Okay. This from Troy Vincent, NFL Vice President uh, President of Football Operations. Sportsmanship has always been in the core. The rules are very clear. Don't do it towards the sideline, the opponent's sidelines, or at the opponent. And that was his, his uh, remarks about Cassius Marsh. Yeah. All right. Well, so, let's see. Did, did, let's see. Did, did he do it towards the sidelines? Check. Did he go out of his way to do it? He stepped towards the sideline to then make the comment because there's no reason why you have to backpedal if you were in place. Right. And it was the punter was running on the punter had to run around him to get into position. So that means you were lingering. Oh. Malingering. Yeah. Lingering and malingering yeah, and loitering, exactly. as yeah, Billy right. Hillgrove would call it. That's right. Meandering around, right? You <laughs> know, meandering. You know, with I, intention. With intention. There was a purpose why you, well, there why was. you weren't there. There was why, no why, question. Go in my celebrate mind. with your teammates. Look towards the either end zone, do your little dance, and then get to the sidelines. And he chose not to do that. Yeah. He stayed in the field of play. 
He turned his shoulders and his numbers facing the sidelines because he got cut. That that's a petty move. And then that's really what it was about. Yeah, it was the pettiness of it. You know, and it, it it's it's interesting because you take a look at that and you think, well, maybe the Steelers had a reason for cutting him, and maybe it was a lack of uh, self control and discipline at critical moments that was his undoing. You know, maybe yeah. you didn't carry out your assignments at critical moments because you know uh, you got caught up in something or whatever. Yeah. But or, you know, or you did, or you don't do the job as good as they want you to. Well, that That's could the be other the other. That, that would be <laughs> that would be also. But that was a rather impressive, like wheel kick there. I mean, you know, he had a nice. It, it was, yeah. I mean, him and the other guy, kick. they kind of did it in choreography. Oh, see, I only saw yeah. the one. Yeah, it was that him and another D lineman both did it together. It was, it was really cute. I mean, it was, it was Olympic esque. <laughs> Olympic esque oh, floor routine. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the the uh, oh, what was it? What's that called? In, the rhythm gymnastics. Yes, yes. Rhythmic rhythm gymnastics. Yes. yes. Rhythmic, when they, what yeah. about the ribbon? Oh, oh, Will Ferrell style, old school. <laughs> <laughs> That's give him one of those sticks with a ribbon on it and let exactly. him go. Well, I mean, oh. we had flags in the end zone. I mean, if he really wanted That's to get true. full out with it, I mean, he could have done it that way. But I mean, but 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 I think that's the whole point is that there's a certain level of pageant. Like when T.J. Watt gets a sack, right? He's pointed towards the end zones. Yes, he goes right, right to the end zone. Do, does the little kind of rip through right. kick, high kick, boom? Do you ever done. worry about him pulling a hammy? I think not at that point. What you, would you do? You don't you don't pull hamstrings at that point after you've made those glorious plays, unless you're a kicker. Well, you never. Well, wait a minute now. Um, Who got injured doing a, doing I'm, the sack I'm, dance? Oh, it was Martin Gramatica after a field goal. Yes, that's what I said. Kickers, blew, kickers are the only ones. Yeah, <laughs> kickers are the only ones that get they injured celebrating. Yeah, but I think you know it's like it's like because remember, uh, foot, but the you, point you make is huge though. Yeah, he goes right to the end zone. He always. Goes right to the end doesn't zone. Doesn't look at anybody. Nope. Doesn't make con. He's not looking down we're, at the. And at we're the talking about TJ Watt. Talking here. about TJ Watt. Doesn't look at. Doesn't look down. Uh, you look at even Cam Hayward, right, doing the push-ups. He didn't do that. He did that to his, towards his own sideline. Right. Did the push-ups? Got up and was was done. That's the whole point. Like you can do it in the end zones. That's the direction you're headed, anyways. When you take the guy down, do it that way, and then get either get back in the huddle, or go to your sideline. Do not look towards the opponent's side. Because that can, you don't want it even being a question that it could or could not be. Good point. Why even get to the gray area? It's different if you make a play on a sideline. Even still, turn back into the field of play and do your dance or whatever, If you, especially if you're on the opponent's sideline. Don't do it on their side. You went across the hashes to, a, to, to, to do that. That's intent. That is intent. And, and that, he and was making a point. Yeah, he was making a point about I was cut. Look what I did. Yep. Whatever. Boom, 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 boo on you. Like I, I, I'm, I'm the guy, and now, that, that's what you. What do you, do. what do you think is the next thing when he turns around? He sees the flag. You're like going, are you, gonna, are you kidding me? Yeah. You well, know, and then how do you go to the sidelines? And oh, his coach was ripping him <laughs> when he went to the sidelines. Did you see that clip? I didn't see oh, the clip. They had a clip. He was running towards the side. The coach was just giving him an earful. Oh, he was man. yelling at him. I mean, I was like. Ooh, who feels like the bottom of the totem pole right now? <laughs> Cassius Marsh. Yes. Cassius Marsh. He's in the marsh. Yeah, he was in the marsh. That, at that would, point. That was painful. Not solid land. No. Now the whole the whole first quarter. I mean, the whole game. Uh, when you look at it in its entirety, what first stands out to you? Other than you know, we've been kind of commiserating about the the whole thing there, but yeah. Um, I look at I look at it, and one of the things I, I felt like we took a step backwards as an offensive line. 
Yeah. I felt like they they didn't, you know, they didn't take that the step forward from Cleveland to this week. Well, I feel like it was subtraction and addition and addition in the process, right? I, I felt like we did some bad things in the run game. Right. We did some 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 bad formational things, but the positives. Pat Fryermuth is a beast. Oh yeah. Let's just let's just put that out there, right? The two touchdowns, he had it. Um Pat Fryermuth is continuing to grow in this offense yes. and, and his responsibilities with this. The tight end position as a whole is starting to expand. Right. Um, but you, like you're right. Offensive line, not not a great performance at all. Um, I will say this though. The first couple drives and Najee's uh touchdown run, you know, that looked you know what it is? Here's the thing about it. you know offensive linemen, all right? Yeah. And our first reaction is we go down and score seven nothing. You go down and score fourteen nothing. You're not going. This is too easy. This is not. This. Yeah. You start to get that ominous feeling, like, uh oh, there's something wrong here. You know what I mean? Because you're like well, going. It's Ricky Bobby's daddy. You know. You know. In Talladega <laughs> Nights, right? You know. Ah, Ricky. This is this is, feel, this is feeling too good. It's feeling too normal. Feeling, feeling too easy. Who put onions on my Salisbury steak? I didn't ask for onions, <laughs> sir. You asked for extra. No, I didn't. Don't tell me what I said. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you start making up reasons why things are too good. You know, <laughs> and that's where you have to. You, you know, that's where you have to kind of have composure. Like, no, we're that good. We deserve this. Because we are kicking their butts. We are better than them, right. and we and we are showing it. And I think that's kind of – you get lulled to sleep. You know, you have that, and then, you know, defense gives up that field goal at the end. Thank goodness it was a field goal, right? Red right. zone penalty. That's right. the other thing. Red zone penalties. Can you stay on sides? Can you not hold? Like, those are things you – in those 20 yards on either end of the field are the most critical yards – where you can't have a – it's different if you have it at the 50-yard line. Right. right. On first and 10, you false start. Okay, we can make that up. we got plenty of field to work with. But once that field gets restricted and you're getting closer and then you start moving backwards in, in consecutive plays – Oh, you're plays, in big trouble. That's the problem. And they did – and listen, Chicago could have won this game. Oh, yeah. It didn't have to come down to Cassius Marsh. They had two red zone opportunities that they squandered. That could have been the difference in the game where it wasn't going to come down to Boz's foot. It wasn't going to come down to a missed extra point and all the adrenaline and emotion that came in at the end of the game. They could have had this game at a different pace had they been smart, smarter sooner. So they didn't do that, and that's why the Steelers got the victory. Amen to that, brother. All right, we're going to go to break. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, and get your calls ready because it's uh, 412-919-1316, and we want to hear who your game balls go to, obviously. There's a lot of people that uh, you know can line up here and start throwing them in. So let's hear from you. We'll be right back. <laughs> there you go. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody. And we are going to try to, you know, I forgot to – Talked to Labs last night and make sure that he was on board with today because of the Monday night game. It can always be screwed up. I totally forgot. So hopefully yeah. we can. I spoke to him briefly last night when okay. we were standing there. Yes. Yeah. And and, did... and, he, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'll be on tomorrow. Okay. So he, okay, so he does know about it. All right. So then we yeah. were, that was my, my bad, which is, you know, the problem is, you know, when you don't get that full night of sleep, 
Um, there's something that goes on in your gourd. You're just like not as attentive. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like it turns from from bedtime to nap time, <laughs> and nap time's not always great. Especially, you know, I I also was traveling, so I also had to go through the time change, right? Right. right. While I was out, and I'm out of town, two time zones away now. It was three. Now I'm two time Ooh. zones away. So my body's all screwed up mentally. I can uh, imagine. Yeah. So I'm like, <clears throat> you know what? Because because when I get back, uh, I'm gonna be on from eight to ten. Now instead of seven to nine, so you're you're a mess. Yeah, I am. But you know, I'm I'm a dumpster fire. So what's the difference? Let's welcome in somebody who's not the great Bob Labriola Labs. How are you doing, my friend? On on low low amount of sleep, shall we say, or none? <laughs> ah, there it is. There you go. There's the voice of a man who uh, has had very little to none sleep. Labs, what do you think after kind of reviewing this game in your gourd last night? Um, you know, I get the whole, uh, you know, win is a win is a win thing. And, uh, you know, the win is the most significant, you know, aspect of, you know, it, it's the purpose uh, of, you know, everything that went on yesterday. But, you know, I, I can't, to be honest, I can't help but coming away from it feeling a little disappointed. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I, you know, there's, there's, a, and I understand a lot of things. I mean, I, I know that, you know, it's not necessarily a steady incline um, in terms of improvement of performance over the course of an NFL season. Um, but, you know, I, I really had some, and maybe I was naive, uh, but I had some hopes, you know, that what we had seen in the previous couple of games, uh, I won't say a corner was turned, but it just seemed to me that, it, you know, they were starting to get it. Uh, things were starting to come together, uh, and yesterday or last night, or is it still today? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it just seems that uh, uh, you know took some steps back in, in some in some areas, and um, you know, again, I don't know enough about you know the intricacies of offensive line play, but um, you know, I don't know if Max has any eligibility left, but <laughs> play a little left tackle on Sunday. I, I tested it out, Bob. Like, I tested it out. My left ankle doesn't quite go to the go to the forty five degrees that I need it to uh, to be at okay. the right position. I'm good for run game. I'm not great for pass game right now. As much well, as well, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what, Max, I might take it. You yeah. know? <laughs> uh, because you know, it seems that there was there was too much leaking uh, up the middle uh, on running plays, um, and there was there was some frightening. Um, uh, things that happen on passing downs, you know, coming around the edge. Right. And, um, you know, again, I, uh, are the Bears that good? I'm not that familiar with them. So, as I said, there's a lot of elements to this, you know, that uh, I will plead a little ignorance uh, to. But, um, yeah, disappointed, I think, uh, was a little bit uh, a way to describe how I would um, encapsulate how I felt. You know, I think you make a great point. Um, you know, you think about the whole aspect of the game, and I was really expecting when the, they started off in that first quarter, um, and then that that there's that little ominous sort of 
twinge I get in my gullet as an old offensive lineman. Sometimes we're like Eeyore, you know? You know, if things are going too easy, there's something wrong. The floor is about to fall out, and and somehow— This is too good. Exactly, exactly, (laughs) you know? And when they went down, they scored, then they scored again. And and you see Najee hit with a great run on a cutback there that was really blocked well. Excellent job. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, I don't know, this is looking too easy. You know, you're just waiting for the other shoe to fall. Yeah, you know, and as, as I said earlier, I, I, I would prefer to your guys' expertise and experience, you know, with a lot of the nuances uh, of what was going on. But, I mean, you know, uh, against the Browns, which I, I consider a better team than the Bears, certainly records would indicate right. that. Um, you know, the, the, they, they got it blocked. Um, you know, and I think Miles Garrett is, and, and Clowney um, are – well, and both Malcolms uh, in the middle. Right. So, you know, again, like show. I said, it, it just seemed that uh, the Steelers had to go back to, you know, the, uh, a lot of the things they, they had to do previously to kind of cobble together rushing yards, you know, jet sweeps and I'm going to call them gadget plays, but certainly not the fundamental kind of things that were successful against certainly the Browns and to some degree Seattle you know, in Denver before them. So, um, hey, who knows? Maybe they turn it around. But as I said, I was just hoping for a little bit more of, you know, it's like a class in school. You know, you teach the kids something, and they take the test, and they do a pretty decent job on the test. And so then, you know, you move on to other uh, things uh, in the the syllabus, and now all of a sudden they forgot the things that they got the B-plus on, the test two weeks ago, and then you know that's kind of what it seemed to me. Now uh, I would love to be proven wrong uh, Sunday or maybe even before that, but I mean that's just kind of how I saw it. Well, I, I think you're, you're not wrong in that, Bob. I mean, you know, because here's the thing: what I've learned as of late, some schools they just they just teach kids for the tests and they don't teach the principles, right? Whereas some other schools will teach the base fundamentals, and you may or may not do well on tests, but you have that principle later in life that you can still draw on. Whereas others is like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just studying for tests. Well, principle know. or not, I'll take a B plus anytime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I, but I, th- I think, I think, I think that is the important point, right? Because I think for all the good, we and it was Malik's in the middle. I was yes. close because oh, Malcolm yeah. in the Middle is actually a TV show, no, uh, I, and I was trying to play off of that. But it's Malik's in the middle, Malik Jackson and uh, the other Malik. Yeah, um, McDowell. McDowell, there we go. So I think when you look at it, yeah, Akeem Nix was not was not those two guys, but he's still a game wrecker. And, yes, you still have Robert Quinn, even though you don't have Khalil Mack. But it's not a full complement of guys that we expect. And plus their safeties were out, right? Eddie Jackson wasn't playing in right. that game. Kyle Fuller's no longer there. I mean, you had opportunities. I think, you know, Vildor did a good job of playing physical at the point. But – I think the biggest thing was, like you said, it wasn't enough interior double team style plays. Like you had still had a lot of zone, and that leads for the cutbacks. I think Najee jumped a couple cutbacks too soon as opposed to pressing. You know, especially when you have Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan there, you've got to sell them up into the line and work them up into where the lineman can block them and then cut back. I think he cut back a little bit too soon. They took those regressive steps. But I will say this, what I did like, <coughs> Bob, and you tell me, the incorporation of the tight ends into the game, 
right? Because on one of those jet sweep type plays, it was the Pat Fryer move for a first down, you know, and then and then you had the Kevin Raider play, which good intention, wrong guy to carry it out, right? Yeah. I would like to have seen Zach Gentry running that because Zach Gentry's run the tight end delay screens and run some more of those short off 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 tackle like kind of hookup curl routes, but. You know, what What did we see? Now, my, my biggest thing was defensively. Always in the third yeah, quarter, yep. we have huge layoffs um, from when you're dominating a first half and then you come out of the locker room and it seems like you're not adjusted or you're not mentally ready to go stop a team three and out. You know, what are your thoughts on that as far as what we've seen? And that's been kind of consistent. Even over these win streaks, the games have gotten closer than they should have been when we should be closing teams out in the in the early parts of the second half. Yeah, I mean, because I thought largely, you know, um, Justin Fields in terms of his running was contained. But, you know, there were a couple of third down situations where, you know, I don't know uh, if it was uh, maybe – it seemed to me like the one time, especially Alex Highsmith, uh, got caught inside. I mean, you can't. And uh, Justin Fields bounced it out away from the pressure and completed a pass for a first down. Now they get a new set, you know, and they were able to put some things together. Uh, I, I, you know, looking at what Fields had done to this point in the season, previous to last night's game, I mean, it, it seemed to me too easy. He was standing in the pocket, delivering the ball down the middle to the the tight end commit, and then you know the, the guy, he, his guys on the perimeter, um, Mooney and uh, Allen Robinson, you know, were winning, and uh, they were making plays down the field. You know, Justin Fields, that was the thing to me. I mean, he was barely, um, you know, high school type quarterback in terms of his, you know, statistical performance in terms of classic dropback pass. Yeah, sixty-three yards night, in the first half. Two twenty-eight in the right. second. I mean, he, you know, he was below sixty percent. Uh, his passer rating was awful. Uh, lots of picks, a bunch of sacks. Uh, but you know, that didn't seem to be a problem uh, last night. And you know, I don't know if it was a, a, a sellout to figure him out. We're going to make him throw because we don't believe that he can stand back there and beat us that way. Well, I mean, it uh, it got pretty dicey there for a while with him doing just that. And so, um, you know, there, were, there was that, too, that um, kind of disappointed me a little bit. And once again, um, you know, the ball's in the air a lot. Nobody's making plays on the ball in the back end. And um, got close a couple of times. But uh, got to have some takeaways, too, because those – those can uh, really fix a lot of what ails you. Oh, yeah. That, that turns a lot of um, yardage into, you know, meaningless statistic uh, instead of potential points. And so, you know, as I said, I'm going to stick with, you know, disappointing uh, while I acknowledge that the whole idea was to win the game and the Steelers were able to do that. No question about it in the sense of, uh, you know, the fact that they started off strong and there was I thought they were going to pick up where they left off with Cleveland, just like you're talking about. Take that next step forward. And then things just started to change, you know, especially when when Boz missed that extra point. Um, that's when, you know, the, the the real Eeyore and ominous note in the in the in the gullet started to, to to surface. But I guess one of the things that was so disappointing was Justin Fields had not thrown for over 200 yards 
you know, in any of his previous, what, six starts. Um, and then for him to be able to do do that just in the second half alone, I, I just found that to be disconcerting. And obviously it has a lot to do with, you know, you've got to commit so many people to making sure that, you know, the bootlegs and the, and the, the reverse bootlegs that he runs, the misdirection and those things, um, you, you've got to be prepared for that and be able to uh, make sure you don't get outflanked on the perimeter and, and you stay in your rush lanes and, you you know, you got to mush rush more than anything else. But the fact is the, that he was able to do that, to throw for over 200 yards in the second half alone, is really, it, it's, it's, it's a bummer. It's, it, it's like you say, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, and then you, you, you can't compound things with knucklehead stuff, oh, which yeah. to me is a good description of that fumbled punt. Um, you just can't have that. Um, and, you know, my, from my seat in the press box, I've got to be honest, um, I, I don't I don't know that uh, I can really come down strongly either way in terms of whether it was a fumble or whether he was down. Um, but, you know, again, fair catch the ball. Let it, let it roll dead at the five. I don't, you know, I don't care, you know, anything. You can't have that. And then the fact that it went immediately on the scoreboard without, uh, you know, the defense either, either getting even getting a chance to maybe, you know, hold them to a field goal or something, those are the kinds of things then that you allow the opponent, an opponent that probably, you know, I won't say they, they had given up or uh, the Bears understood that they, they were going to lose the game, but they sure got a whole lot more confident after that. Uh, and then they become dangerous. And, um, you know, again, that, those are the kinds of things that, to me, are <clears throat> extremely self-evident. Um, and, and the fact that, um, you know, they were messed up, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I have no words. I have no words for yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough situation, and you're like, you hope you learn from this. Um, because ugly games, you know, I, and I put this out on Twitter. I was like, ugly games, te- you know, build confidence and resiliency. But the biggest thing, how you build that, is if you learn from those mistakes. Like mm-hmm. we got out of the fire this time, but next time we might want to bring a water hose. Okay, <laughs> we, we, you, you know, don't bring a blanket trying, trying, trying to, trying to damp down a, a house fire. You need to bring a water hose, a fire truck and unload it. So hopefully the Steelers learn from that because you can't have the same mistake against another NFC North opponent, which we're going to see on Sunday. And, and Detroit, who's going to be even hungrier for a victory because they haven't had one this year. Right. And, you know, again, back to you know what you said about learning from it. You know, again, I, I'll go back to, you know, the fumble on the punt. That's a lesson that I thought was covered. You know, every we know that one. You know, that's one and one is two. Okay. Um, now to have to go back and relearn this kind of stuff, it, you know, again, I, I don't, um, you look for somebody to blame. I know that that's fans instant reaction. Um, and that's not necessarily the correct or proper way for, you know, coaches to handle that. But, um, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any other, um, suggestions other than, you know, if, if you can't hold on to the ball, it's kind of like last year when receivers were dropping the ball. Right. And Mike Tomlin was asked about it. He said, hey, you know, this is the NFL, and I'm paraphrasing. This is the NFL. You're a receiver. You're paid to catch the ball. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything for you, 
you know, if a guy in that job can't do that. And that's the same thing with me, uh, with a returner. Secure the ball. I mean, that, that's that's job one. That's, you know, breathing. You know, remember to right. breathe. Because if you don't breathe, you're going to pass out from lack of oxygen. Hold on to the ball uh, because that is the most important thing, you know, of, of, of your base job description and uh, especially in that situation when you're uh, playing a team that is an underdog and it's getting late in the game and they're getting desperate for you know they need something to kind of save them and save their chances resurrect their chances at that stage and that's the only thing they can come up with and you allow it to happen um, mm. yeah I hear you labs Labs, I want to thank you. To quote the great Yoda from Star Wars, do or do not, there is no trying. Wouldn't you say that's, right? That's what summarizes it. Certainly, certainly in that situation, that is, uh, that is perfectly put. <laughs> Labs, thank you so much on little to no sleep. You come through again in the locker room. We greatly appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome, and, you know, it helps because you you guys are with little or no sleep, and so I'm actually making sense to you. So we're on the same, we're on the same plane now, and uh, that's, that's what makes this work. Yeah, it all absolutely. works. Thank you so much, Bob Labriola, Steelers Digest editor and game day contributor and historian of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. In the Locker Room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, 412-919-1316. And obviously, if you're going to go and give a game ball, you got to start with the boss. I mean, man, oh man, think about this. Poor guy is limited in practice all week. And, and we yes, had, we did make fun of it for we did, a little bit. We did for a little bit. First of all, because we knew he was all right. He yeah, was coming did, out of it. We did. Okay. But, you know, just because this is the nature of the locker room, and kickers do take a little heat from the other players. Yeah. So you'll have that sort of thing. But it's out of love and fondness for the kicker, you know, that you, you, you know, it's, it's calling the kicker downtime and stuff like that because they do have yeah. a lot of downtime. But nobody wants to be up there and have to do what Chris Boswell did Last night, knocking down a 54, a 52, and then a 40-yarder with 26 seconds. I could just – could you feel like in your gut – And recovering a fumble. Oh. Right after not, kicking a 54-yarder. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Talk about two back-to-back plays. But think about this, too. Makers. That ball is bouncing towards <laughs> you, and you got the thundering herd of the kick, or the uh, cover team coming at you, or uh, the return team, and you're like going – Yeah, Zooks, I just came off concussion protocol, man. Don't light me up now. Get down. Get down. And that's what he did. Yes. Boom. Secure the ball with your body. Curl up. Fetal position. Crying game style, right? You know, in the shower. (laughs) Yes. Just cry. Hey, hey, if you have to make, if you even have to make it sound, you know, because you talk about when a predator gets around you, you know, just curl up and get in an innocent, vulnerable position. Like if you have a a bear coming at you, you know. A bear, a rhino. I don't know if that'll work on elephants, but every other well, type you of had bears game. last night. You did a, have bears. There yes. we go. Lions and tigers might work too. Oh my! Oh, there it is. Um, but I mean, just think about that—the sequence of two plays for Boz. Yes. Right. 
you mi- you miss an extra point, right? Oh okay. man, yep. But to come back, the steely nerve, and say, "I'm gonna kick this 54 yarder, no problem." Line them up, coach. I'm going to knock them down. Boom. And then you do that, and then on the kickoff, you have an opportunity to make a play, and you do that. Because a lot of kickers, uh, maybe. You they know, get a little nervous. Jump too soon. The ball pops over you, and then now next thing you know, you're, 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 you're a speed bump at that point. But, no, he looked it in, got it. We get the ball turned over on the plus side of the field. I mean, yeah, Boz, Boz deserves all that credit because that takes a lot of mental resolve. To go through that, because imagine how you feel looking at that game, seeing that score at twenty six to twenty seven. Oh yeah, and knowing well, why aren't we tied? Oh, that's right, I missed a kick. Right. Have and, you ever? Let me yeah. ask you this: Have you ever stood out there and looked at how small those goalposts look from about fifty yards out? Oh yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I yeah, mean, it is. You look at those goalposts, you think, "My golly, those are really big." You get back about 45, 50 yards, and all of a sudden you're going. They're looking a little rather slim. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference, right? End zone versus 40, you know, 40, 50 yards out. Two totally different perspectives on the eyes. It's like, oh, we just hit it the same you would if it was a chip shot. No, no, you don't. Because a lot of things can happen. Wind, right? Oh, yes. If, if you catch it on your second toenail versus mm. catching your big toe. Right. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. You, you know, and think about this because and Percy's learning this. Because Percy is a former offensive lineman. I like to point that out. Percy Harvin, before he was a punter, was an offensive lineman. We were talking about Presley. Presley. For the sake of journalistic Got- integrity. This is the problem when you don't have enough sleep. Exactly. We're two it's concussed a, individuals a having a conversation. and a Harvin. So yes. I said that, yes, the great former former Gator, Percy Harvin, I keep saying that. But Presley Harvin. That's right. Minnesota guy, right? Yeah, that's right. With the See? Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Yep. So, so Presley, you know, he had, he had another shank punt, right? I mean – it's not as easy as you think it is. No. And then people are like, oh, why can't he kick extra points? Uh, kickers can cross train. No. Different skill set, different leg swing motion. I don't want to see my punter practicing kicks because that means I don't trust my kicker. Right. Right? You know, it's all about the mental and the aesthetics as well. So for Boz to have that resolve and say, you know what? I missed, but oh, what? So what? I was like, I'm about to nail these 50 yarders <laughs> and, and go and do it. And then to have the game on the line, right? A lot of opportunity. Heck, we watched we watched a weekend where kickers could not kick extra points. Remember that? And Mason right. Crosby and Evan McPherson going back right, and forth. Right. Yep. Yeah, and they're in overtime. Imagine, imagine what you had to feel like in that moment. But Chris was like, nope, we're not, we're not even gonna have to worry about that because I'm about to put us up two and let the defense do what they do. And he did that. He delivered in that moment. So Bozzi deserves a game ball. He was a beast in that moment. He really was. And again, coming back from the concussion protocols situation and then having to face the thundering herd coming at him. You know, I I had one experience, Monday Night Football, San Diego, my rookie year, onside okay. kick right before half. And that ball, I will never forget when it took that second bounce. And all I could think of, it was so slow coming. It was like I took a shot of NyQuil. It's just like going, no, because it's coming right at me. You know, on the front line, I'm yeah. playing center on the front five, and there's no, and but then woof. What's more troubling is the fact that, you know, you were actually considered for the hands team <laughs> at that point. That's I think Chuck was thing. making a uh, a joke about it when he asked me about yeah. it later. Hands team hands wolf. Team, no, just yeah. think about that. I mean, that's, hey, that's, that's a big honor. That would be a big honor if you actually had some hands. But, I mean, he thought you did until you proved him wrong. 
I mean, you could have at least went with the lie for a while, but, you know, it, it was like, up, oh, called my bluff immediately. It's like the kicker went out and said, there's my fish. There's my fish. I'm kicking it right at him. No, I'm sorry. The guy, the guy that does we, not want it, he's like, We call no. them pigeons. Yeah. There's my pigeon right there. You know what's really funny? You got to ask John Cole about this sometime when you see him. But he'll tell you when a couple, he was on the center position on the front five as a rookie. And they kicked the ball right at him on on uh, uh, like a onside kick, yeah. and it bounced off him twice. Chuck was absolutely beyond words <laughs> trying to describe. How can that happen twice? They kick it right at you, and you can't get out of the way of it. L- listen, listen. Hence why we now see hands team full of wide receivers and defensive yes, backs. That, that's exactly so. The so truth. what you're saying is you caused a new rule in the NFL. You you are a difference maker, sir. You and John Kolb. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? Steelers tend to uh, you know we we change the rule book. Some of us because yeah we create rules. Yeah, because, like you know, James Harrison or uh, our Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Yeah. yeah. Mel Blount. Yeah. You well, know, Troy Polamalu. Troy Polamalu. The too. hair is a part of the jersey, right? And I guess, <laughs> and and then John and I, because we weren't very good at that onside kick thing. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Listen, let's not let's let's not mash in the details. Just know that you're you're a game changer, boy. That's all you have to know. <laughs> That's right. You're I'm a game, game changer. changer. You hear that, Jacob? I'm a game changer, buddy. <laughs> all right, we're gonna come back, and we'll be back in the second hour. We got a whole bunch of people ready to check in. Tell us about their game balls. Tell us who was good, who was bad, who was ugly, all that sort of stuff. We got more coming in the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninja coming back after this.